Hey there, Scouting Stuff listeners. It's not a new episode this week. This is actually an encore presentation of last week's episode, episode 34. It's just that when I hit publish last week, I accidentally selected episode 33's audio file again to, um, to be the audio file for the episode. I corrected it, but evidently some people's podcast software didn't get the update, didn't download the actually correct audio, which is why I'm publishing it again this week. If you've already listened to episode 34, the interview with Mark Little, you can just go ahead and mark this episode as played. But if for whatever reason you found yourself scratching your head saying, hey, this sounds like episode 33 again, well, here is episode 34. Yeah, you can you can talk as loud as you want. You're, you're cool. fine, but... I don't normally get that from people. Why don't we start by um, just introducing you, who who you are? So you you are Mark Mark Little, and what you were with the Chinook Council of Scouts Canada. Um, so people who've been listening to the podcast for a while know that uh, I, or may know that I'm with Scouts Canada's Northern Lights Council, which kind of is. Um, Central and Northern Alberta, and then some of the Northwest Territories. So Chinook Council uh, covers, well, it covers Southern Alberta, but is that the extent of it? Uh, That is the extent. (laughs) But I wouldn't necessarily think of that as a a small area. No, no, it isn't by any means. uh, We're the largest council in uh, Canada, with uh, uh, almost 8,000 youth members and almost 3,000 adult uh, volunteers. That's brilliant. That's awesome. So, what is your role then within Chinook Council? I'm the Council Commissioner, which ultimately means I'm part of the Council Key 3, along with the Youth Commissioner and an Executive Director. And collectively, we are responsible for all of the volunteers, staffing, buildings, camps, events, activities, um, safety, HR, etc., etc., for running the operations and running Scouts Canada uh, in Shinnok Council on behalf of National. Awesome. Sounds like an easy job. I'm. Uh... <laughs> well, it's, it's, um, it has its uh, challenges every single day, and uh, particularly as a volunteer, uh, stretches me to be able to manage my day job at the same time. Yeah, no, I don't doubt. I mean, gosh, I'm just, I'm a beaver leader, or I'm a beaver scouter. I should really use the term scouter more. Beaver scouter and cub scouter, and uh, and a full-time employee of a company. So that is already taxing enough, in addition to being a husband and a father, and having a little bit of free time to indulge my own interests. So I yeah. can't imagine actually managing an entire council. That must just be mind-blowing. Well, I rely uh, on and uh, <laughs> I'm supported by, on a daily basis, a really good and extensive team of adult volunteers. And, that, and you know, that's the reality. We all get our, our job done working with others collectively in a uh, team-based environment. Absolutely. Actually, just before this, I was over at the Adventure Center here in Edmonton, and I was speaking with Regan Coyne, who is yeah. one of the um, area support managers for Chinook Council. Um, we we actually recorded uh, some content for a podcast about the program quality standards, which will air at some point as well. But you know, magic of podcasting: record multiple things in one day and then 
there you go. Episodes for a month. Yeah, fantastic. All right. So now, um, again, listeners of the podcast will know that uh, we started the year, or maybe not quite, well, well, we started the year, more or less, with a discussion um, with... Uh, Brian, Brian Martin, who is actually, he's with BSA, and he was talking to us about um, their high adventure base, Philmont. Or I guess it's not really a base, it's a, I guess it's more properly called like a property or a ranch. Like it's, yeah. you know, it's a very big area. And I thought it would be really great to bring you on, to have you on, and thank you very much for agreeing to this, to talk about one of the Scouts Canada camps, they're uh, a high adventure base or, you know, an adventure camp. Uh, we can maybe get the correct terminology from you shortly. Here in Alberta, it's in southern Alberta, called yeah. Impiza. And um, you know what? I know I sent you a bit of a skeletal framework for the uh, how I wanted this discussion to go. But let's rearrange that a little bit. And let's talk about Impiza's location first because I think the location is a huge part of what really makes it such a, a captivating and exciting place to go yeah uh, for, for sure so I mean you know I've been there for numerous years and actually my two boys have uh, been there five years in a row um, the location is within the Castle Mountain Wilderness area and it is surrounded by mountains and has the opportunity of having a medium-sized lake right on its doorstep. So that gives us the opportunity of leveraging not only our water-based skills to a basic level, but we can get quite serious quite rapidly on our vertical skills and our hiking skills. So Table Mountain is uh, literally on the doorstep and you can do a variety of hikes up Table Mountain. So even at beaver age youth, you can still do a three to five kilometer hike. Um, at cub level and then you know, as you get more adventurous through the adventure program you can be doing overnight treks on Table Mountain you can even hike uh, across to Waterton if you so wanted to that's a multi-day hike there and back uh, or to Crow's Nest Pass or just spend a, a night out on Table Mountain in winter so we also have the, the option of, of doing a winter program up there as well so yeah you've got mountains you've got 900 kilometers of hiking You've got a lake. It's just, it's a tremendous location. It is. And I think maybe we'll just unpack some of what you said a little bit to really make it um, you know, more, more apparent just how extensive this is. So, Impiza, like the main campsites for Impiza, broadly speaking, are on the northwest shore, roughly, of, I think it's called Beaver Mines Lake, correct me if I'm wrong. Beaver Mines, that's correct. Yeah. And Table Mountain is roughly on the southeast shore of the lake. Yeah. So it is basically a day hike to get from the camp to the top of Table Mountain and back again. And I mean, like, A, when you go to the waterfront at Impiza, you have this brilliant view of Table Mountain. It just towers over the lake and the forest. It's gorgeous. I'll make sure to include yeah. some photos. And then, of course, from Table Mountain, obviously, you have a very commanding view of, well, the lake and the mountains beyond and the campsite and everything else. Waterton, which you mentioned, and for those of you who don't know Canada's national park systems all that well, Waterton is the northern half of Waterton Glacier 
National Park. And this is a shared national park between the United States and Canada. So Waterton is kind of nestled into the, um, the bottom left corner, let's say. So the, uh, the, the southwest corner of Alberta. And then Glacier National Park um, basically begins in the United States immediately south of that. And uh, again, I think Brian, if you've listened to some of our previous episodes, has talked about it. Um, he's taken trips there, and it's, it is gorgeous. It is one of the most beautiful places in Canada. So, um, you know, Impiza shares a lot of the same scenery, just that same level of gorgeousness. And it's actually really cool that you can do that multi-day hike between Impiza and the park. Mm. So. Yeah, it's something that we want to try to encourage the older youth. I mean, that was one of the key things that uh, we uh, looked at when we were looking at the redevelopment of Mpisa. There's a lot of activities uh, in and around Calgary for beaver age youth, and they typically you know, need a lot more support. And we felt that there was good activities for the cub aged youth. I mean, they can be pretty adventurous, but we felt that there was a, a distinct gap in the market, if you want to put it that way, for scouts and venturers. And we also were trying to think about the, the um, adult scouters who are leading and supporting the programs. You know, many of them don't have the adventure skills that they require and perhaps not the courage or confidence to be able to take them out and do climbing or to do long day overnight hikes or even to go up mountains and, and to participate in winter activities. So we wanted to really develop in Pisa to meet that need um, and then tied into the Canadian Path Adventure program to really stretch beyond levels three, four and five all the way up to create opportunities for five, six, seven and eight in the adventure program uh, skill areas. So that's, that was a key thing for us and to fundamentally get youth into the outdoors, uh, experiencing an adventure in a safe environment for them to learn and then progressively take it from a one day to a three day to a five day and then ultimately get out and about and travel anywhere that you want to do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can remember my first exposure to Impiza was back in about 2005 for what was then called the Scouting Brotherhood Jamboree. Um, and my gosh, it just stole my heart. I think, I think it had yeah. something to do with the fact that when we were first driving down the road, it had like just finished raining. And so there was this absolutely glorious rainbow arcing basically across my view of Table Mountain down into the trees. It's just like, okay, this is a nice place. Yeah, wow. You mentioned there, of course, uh, the recent, um, well, we'll see how recent it was, but you, you mentioned that the, the, the camp had been, you know, sort of revamped and refurbished lately. So when was Mpiza founded? So Mpiza was actually founded during the late 1960s, and the, the idea being that it would be a base camp for scouts um, to be able to come to the southern Canadian Rockies um, and take backpacking trips and sometimes extended backpacking trips into the Rockies themselves. Uh, that meant, of course, at the time, it was really only kitted out with minimal uh, facilities um, and just literally a base camp to move off from. Awesome. Now, obviously, it has grown out since then. So, what? Substantially. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot more there now. So, um, about when did Impiza kind of start to, to take off and become more than just a hiking base camp? 
Well, it was a residential camp program that was initiated in the 70s. Um, I wasn't even in Canada at the time, but that's when that's when it started accepting cubs and scouts. Uh, that did start um, without buildings in place. Then progressively, some buildings were added, um, and that included accommodation. It's included uh, small shelters. Um, to be able to put um, you know dining facilities under we've got some small cabins and we had some larger buildings which today have have, uh, suffered the (laughs) lack of maintenance support over the last 50 years Um, and that caused us you know very recently just two years ago we had to actually demolish a lot of the buildings that just were not fit for people to actually stay in um, so we demolished uh, everything relating to the uh, old office the old residential program the showers the washrooms etc uh, etc et and had to rebuild a new dining room a new uh, kitchen which can support large numbers of uh, youth over the summer program so that's a, a fully professional kitchen and also we've put in a lot more um, modern facilities for shower units for washrooms but still trying to keep in the theme of um, as much as possible having youth out in tents rather than in buildings awesome i apologize for any background noise by the way i'm uh i'm holed up in a relatively secluded spot in a uh in what's called service place in saint albert it's kind of a public rec facility but the wi-fi is really excellent here so there's some people doing work at my house today. I can't just record from home. But uh, if you hear random sounds of basketball or golf carts beeping at people, that's what that's all about. Like that right there. Excellent. What good. is that guy on about? Anyways. Well, it sounds like you're at camp. Yeah, well, there you go. That works. That's good. Um, I think there are a lot of day camps going on, actually. So just to... Just to sort of complete the information dump there when you talk about like residential program residential camp what exactly does that look like like what exactly is that about well so so now what it it looks like is um for eight weeks of the summer we uh, typically july and august and a little bit into uh, uh, june right so that the uh, youth can sign up we're looking for older cub youth scouts and younger venturers and they basically can come for an age specific um, or age appropriate adventure program for one week they would come on a bus from typically from calgary but we also run buses from other locations Um, And that would bring them down to the camp. That would come in, if I remember correctly, Sunday night. And then they would have Monday to uh, Saturday and be taken back um, Saturday to um, uh, Calgary and picked up by the parents. And then they would have a structured program through the week, which they would have an opportunity to determine what that looked like, what level of adventure they wanted to actually pursue, were there any specific challenges they wanted to really embrace and they would work in their small teams to determine you know what they wanted to um, achieve that week and they would be staying in um some large tents i mean what would you call them probably pioneer type tents we've had, we've actually put wooden okay. structural framework on them so they are a bit more resilient because you do get quite strong winds down in pincher creek um, and we also leave yes, the structures well. up so that when the snow comes they're not destroyed in the winter we've got three meters of snow there at the moment 
So oh, wow. they would That's spend crazy. the time in, in those uh, tents and then they would have all of their meals in the dining room uh, cooked by, well, we have a professional cook down there who cooks amazing meals. Really? Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Tracker's, ma- uh, tracker's wife. Oh, awesome. So, okay. Um, and I, you know, I should actually uh, see if any of my cubs want to come down for um, summer program. I don't know if I'll be able to make it myself because I think my wife will probably be delivering our fourth at some point over the summer. But uh, oh well, congratulations! <laughs> should see definitely if I can get some interest from the Cubs. All right. You know what? I, if in, if um, we could get the right numbers, I see no reason why we couldn't put a bus on from Edmonton. Ah, well then I'd probably have to make it more of a, not just my group thing, but you know, there's been a lot more of that, and I liked too that you. Um, that you know you really mentioned that the youth um are broken up into smaller groups and then within those teams they really get to decide upon the adventures they want to pursue i mean that's very in line with the canadian path which of course has been fully rolled out to scouts canada this year Um, and we are trying to do that absolutely so as much as we can they can choose, for example, whether they want to be more high ropes and climbing centric or whether they want to be more hiking centric, whether they want to try a challenge of an over- overnight hike, whether they want to do a long hike, a short hike, um, whether they want to do a bit more on the lake in terms of the amount of water stuff they can do. So those are the sorts of things that they get to be able to choose. And then in the evenings, in downtime, there are always activities which they can independently choose without having adult supervision. Awesome. Um, and I might get you to give us a more complete rundown of everything that one can potentially do at the camp. I mean, we've already talked about a lot of it, but it would probably be good to just put it all in a list. Sure. But before then, do you happen to know where the name Mpiza comes from? Because I actually have never known this. Ah, um, so if I remember correctly, it means the wolf that never sleeps and was a nickname um, given to Baden-Powell by the Matabele warriors in Africa when he was in, um, in Southern Africa. Oh, brilliant. Cool. So, now, I guess first question before we kind of launch into a complete rundown of stuff. Would it be correct yeah. to call Mpiza an adventure base? Or is uh, there would, like a better term I would term definitely for it? call it an adventure camp. Okay. Um, and I think that's where we are at the moment. Because we we have concentrated on that eight weeks of summer where it is a it is a, a camp, and you know fundamentally that's to get it back on its feet to the heyday of where the camps were uh, previously. Because I mean there's always a um, you know a, a financial health component to all of these things. As much as we like to just concentrate on the on the youth and the adventure side, oh, yes. so today it's a camp. The vision is that it will absolutely become an adventure base. Um, I would love to see particularly older youth and adventurous youth take the opportunity to come in, have a solid base, um, to review programs, to review skills, uh, to have fun, and then to take three, four days where they actually use it as that base and then can go out beyond, test their skills, put them into practice, um, under supervision if required, um, and where, po- where possible, not under supervision, you know, venturers in particular, yeah. and then they can come back to the base at the back end and again have a nice, safe environment, uh, often warm food, a warm bed, um, <laughs> uh, encouragement, uh, and just have fun in, you know, in their downtime. 
but that's yes. i'd love to see the base concept really come to life i mean you know we've brought in high ropes um to extend and, and enable youth to safely practice many skills and grow their confidence and independence but what we're you know in life what we're trying to do with scouts canada when all youth is get them into the outdoors give them the skills the independence the resilience and the capability not to be constrained by an organized facility but to actually get out there and have these life skills that you never leave yeah absolutely and i mean like certainly like when i think over how i went through scouting i mean we didn't go to our our troop didn't go to Impiza all that much unless there was like a jamboree or something being held there. But yeah. we were fortunate to have um, scouters who were ex-military, uh, and in particular, a couple of scouters. Well, one in particular who was an outdoor education instructor at Grant McEwen. Uh, then it was a college. Now it's McEwen University, I guess. But so you know, we didn't necessarily have Impiza, but we definitely had some tremendous tremendous adventures into the outdoors and then into you know pretty isolated bits of the outdoors uh lac la ronge and saskatchewan burtonsville island just all kinds of places um but he, so and those were always exceedingly memorable occasions because you know it really is like you kind of said it, it's it's very much about you know you as an individual growing and developing and using this whole battery of skills to really not just get through an outdoor experience but to really thrive in an outdoor experience and then not just that but also working with other members of your team whether that's your patrol or the troop as a whole Mm. to you know have these adventures and just excel at them and really find uh something uplifting about the whole experience yeah absolutely all right so you've mentioned a lot of activities but maybe let's just do a rundown of all the different stuff that um is present at impiza in terms of you know activities that the kids can get up to if that's Okay. entirely possible <laughs> oh yeah i believe so all right so we could even do it alphabetically probably um Ooh. archery um, and we've got two types of archery. We've got the normal archery where you uh, first learn to actually um, hit bullseyes and targets. And we've actually put in a 3D wilderness archery course as well, where you follow a convoluted route around and are uh, shooting 3D animals and aliens and zombies, which is quite Whoa. fun. Um, then we've got tomahawk throwing, which you can do on a special um, safe zone. Then we've got normal camp games. Uh, many of them are, are organized and provide all the facilities, whether it's animal games or capture the flag, etc., etc. Campfire program. You can't have a, a scouting camp without a campfire program. Absolutely not. Uh, we have canoeing. Sorry, yeah, absolutely. You've got to have that. Canoeing, kayaking, and also aquatics. So depending on what the needs of the youth are, we can um, teach canoeing and kayaking or they can have more fun adventures on that on on the lake. Uh, Likewise, we can teach uh, swimming and we often do swimming classes for if that's desired. Uh, Climbing is one of our key highlights that we've just put in. We just put in a 40-foot three-sided climbing tower complete with overhang, the ability to abseil, Um, And depending on what the youth want to actually try, we can go from the basics of them learning to 
belay each other and you know the whole technique around um which knots how to do the safety equipment um how and then how to actually belay themselves so we can you know get them reg- uh, certified for that but equally for the older youth we could practice for example if one of them gets injured how do you bring them down uh, a cliff etc so you can run different scenarios Ooh, we're putting right. in a, a brand new bouldering wall um, this year due to um, a, a, a very nice uh, donor that uh, supported us on that. Awesome. And that has a, a lot of skill development, which you actually, you often need more bouldering skills than you need climbing skills, interestingly enough. So that's a great way of actually keeping the youth occupied as well when other youth are on the climbing tower. Uh, we've got compass, orienteering, and GPS routes uh, all over. Uh, fire lighting for op- typically for the younger youth. Uh, hiking beyond belief, so everything from a, a day to a multi-day um, to a you know a half-day hikes and backpacking, and, and we actually have some of the equipment available if, if you don't have the equipment. Uh, we have two low ropes courses um, that have been put in. These are designed typically for teamwork, problem solving, uh, creating that kind of group unity, trust and conflict resolution. Um, so that's even, you know, the facilitators are trained to be able to deliver that in a safe and practical way. But it can be modified depending on what people's needs are. We awesome. put on nature programs. Go on, please. Oh, no, I was just going to say Awesome. Yeah, it is. It's good fun. Um, we have nature programs that we put on. So that's typically on demand for um, either school groups or for packs and troops that want to come and, and actually, you know, develop something uh, around the Canadian path and, and some of their badge requirements. Uh, pioneering. Can't, can't have a scout camp without pioneering being available. Uh, yeah. We have a pond for some of the younger youth for pond exploration and schools. Uh, we have a thunderball pit and a volleyball court. That kind of is very good for um, helping kids have a bit of downtime. But they seem to love the thunderball, and it's a you know it's a very <laughs> uh, fast-paced and inclusive game. And then we have our double zip line, which runs across the whole of the water um, front. Uh, it's higher than it ever was before, uh, faster than it was before, but actually a lot safer than it was before. Um, and that's even a challenge just to get up to the zip line because you have a cargo net, so you are belayed up. So again, every single one of these is designed that it's not just about fun. You are learning the skills and continuously repeating the skills, which you can then take into the backcountry for belaying, for climbing, for uh, abseiling, for hooking onto ropes, and etc., etc. So again, fully trained facilitators uh, provide that um, safely for the youth experience. Awesome. And I mean, <laughs> so basically, if someone were to come out for you know a few weeks of camp at Impiso, they should yeah. easily, easily walk away with multiple of their outdoor adventure skills levels. Um, Absolutely. Just like that. You typically can't get to all the activities in one week. No, it doesn't sound There's like that too at all. much. <laughs> well, I mean, like even, you know, you were talking like 900 kilometers of hiking trails. So, I mean, if you yeah. wanted to spend one week just doing a multi-day hike, well, there's your week. Yeah. Like, good luck with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> come back next time for the other stuff. You know, we Uh actually did that deliberately. Um, So the idea being, you know, we've really tried to embrace this progressive adventure experience. So, for example, you could come um, as, let's say, third-year cubs 
uh, and ex- start to experience it. It might be the first time you've ever done climbing, so you're actually being trained on it. And then the next year, you theoretically could come do a refresher and then go out onto Table Mountain and actually do the rock climbing on the rock itself. So those are the sorts of things we can explore. That's just hiking, uh, climbing. Similarly for um, hiking, you know, you can progressively build up and maybe your adventure uh, as a venturer or as a scout is to get to doing a three-day or a five-day hike in the future. Maybe you want to do a five-day hike uh, down in the Grand Canyon. Maybe you want to go and do the um, West Coast Trail. And you can actually put that in as your adventure goal and actually build those skills up for everything that you need to be able to go and do that in the future, including base camping, uh, skills to do for survival, um, maybe some basic skills that you might need for uh, practicing vertical skills, and then, of course, the actual hike itself to to build yourself up to be able to to bring it all together. Wow. Awesome. So, now, obviously, you've mentioned that, you know, your main focus right now is the summer program, but... Yeah. um, Impiz is not closed for the winter. That is correct. So, so we're one of the only camps, actually. Uh, and, I, you know, I don't know of many places that offer the uh, winter adventure course that we put on, which is Senna to Buchanan. So we have two weeks in February. In fact, it's starting next week. Um, and we do it in those weeks to coincide with the family uh, weekend, which can be a challenge to some folk but equally is time off for the volunteers to actually be able to you know provide the support and we have two weeks of um base camp expedition one and expedition two so again it's about progressive adventure and development one is so the first week is about how to actually cope um in the winter how to deal with snow how to dig snow trenches how to keep yourself warm how to cook in the outdoors how to light fires when there's nothing around apart from snow i mean at the moment we've got three meters of snow out there yeah and then next expedition one is then you do the same base camp on day one then you move to um, backpacking typically using cross-country skis or snowshoes and you go and you actually camp out for one night and then expedition two is you go out for two nights wow i was there last year where we didn't have snow but it was cold um, and we walked i think 18 kilometers um, and hiked up on table mountain and you know we didn't take tents we only um slept under tarps uh, on the side of the mountain uh, I don't know, minus 10 or whatever it was. And it was a great experience for the youth. And they do all their own cooking. And they got to learn how to manage calorie control. They got to um, know how to set up their um, uh, campsite in a respectable uh, manner and be able to keep warm the whole night through. Which great is a experience. Challenge. Yeah. And, and oh, that's, yes. I can remember doing winter camps on like Burtonsville Island and just like, yeah, this is a no tense camp. Here's your tarp. Here's some twine. Have at her. So, yeah, exactly. Um, that, that's awesome. And I'm assuming similarly there's programming spring, fall. Um. So actually on the shoulder seasons, we actually just leave the camp open for groups. So, oh, okay. you know, truly to make the camp sustainable, we are going to need both the summer camp to be, um, you know, utilized. We'll, you know, ultimately you really need 800 kids um, a summer to make the camp utilized, which is 100 kids a week. So it's very, very achievable, um, albeit it requires a step change compared to where we've been the last 10 years. 
You also need groups to use it in the shoulder seasons. Um, and ideally, we need to really be getting full utilization of Senator Buchanan uh, winter camp as well. Um, I tend to suggest that the shoulder seasons from summer, where you still got relatively good weather, are ideal. Um, it does get wet, um, you know, between kind of the, the March-April time frame. My personal perspective is... If this is going to be your first experience at camp, don't go and get wet. Wait for the best time to go to have the best experience possible and then progressively challenge yourself in different uh, weather conditions once you've got that camping experience under your belt. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's never fun to have a dismal first camp. No. But, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, um, I think that was about everything that I really wanted to inquire uh, about. I mean, I think... Like I say, just, you know, I've had only a few experiences at Impiza, but they have resonated profoundly um, throughout, you know, like as highlights, standout moments of my scouting career. And yeah. I do really think it is one of the most genuinely beautiful places and certainly probably the most beautiful scout camp in, um, in, a, in Alberta and, you know, certainly in Canada. Well, thank so, you. So we, I mean, we did, we did go with the vision of making it the premier outdoor adventure camp uh, in Canada. That's our vision. It's going to take some time to get there. But with the location that we've got, um, with the opportunity, uh, you know, we're supported massively by our Scouts Foundation in uh, Chinook. So we have the ability to be able to do this if it is utilized. You know, when, when If people vote with their feet and want to use it, then we are committed to making this the best experience that youth can have for years to come. Now, I guess just before I go into, you know, how people can find you, one other question that comes to mind is, say that, you know, um, some folks from BSA want to make a, a trip up here. Um, yeah. No problem for, you know, like BSA or, or other international scouts to come and use the facility, obviously. Uh, actually, I would welcome anybody that... <laughs> wants to use the facility and we will find a, me a, a, a means and a way to get it done mm -hmm. but uh, bsa is easy um because that's in the scout family uh gold guides is easy scouting family uh lescoot is easy um so we will typically make anything work i mean one of the key things about scouting and if we tie it back to our um five priorities you know membership growth is one of the key things we believe that we have one of the premier opportunities for youth to truly develop to be the best fathers, sons, adults uh, that they can ever be. Um, and accordingly, which more and more youth to come in and join scouting. My perspective is, if your first experience of scouting is an outdoor one, is camp, and you're excited, it's far more likely you're going to see what the va the value proposition is that we can actually bring. So nobody would be excluded. Brilliant. And yeah, I mean, for, for scouts in like Montana, Idaho, even Washington, you're really not that far. Correct. You're, you're really quite easy to reach. So yeah. All and right. it's a different experience. It is. It is. So with that in mind, yeah. where can we find out more? campimpisa.ca with impisa is i-m-p-e-e-s-a dot c-a 
And that's one word, and no we, dash in the middle? No, absolutely. And we, we've, it's a brand new website. We put that in place deliberately to be able to help people answer all the questions they can possibly have. There are photographs, there's maps, there's all of the activities, there's uh, FAQ, uh, online registration, everything you need, like a professional campsite that you would go to anywhere in the world, is online and ready to be s- s- serving whoever wants to come. Awesome. And you know what? Maybe just also, um, would it be worthwhile to also point out the Chinook Council website? Sure. have to just make sure I get that one right. <laughs> Chin.scouts.ca. Awesome. Um, because, of course, uh, I'm, Chinook Council is ultimately the council that um, controls or, or maintains in Pisa. So, you know. Yeah. Awesome. And, and indeed, if you are a scouting group and you're looking, I mean, that's the best place to actually look at our online events calendar through Scout Tracker. Um, and everything is online and, and, and available. Well, well awesome. one thing I'd also um, highlight, um, which I think is, is, is useful for parents of first-time campers, you know, we're extremely experienced with dealing with first-time campers. And I think it's often one of the best places in my mind to have youth go away for the first time because um, we have an enormous amount of experience there and we work working with youth on a daily basis the other thing that we do is every single one of our activities we've actually made a trail card so for those of you that are familiar with the canadian path uh, everyone has a one or two page trail card the idea being there is not only to share with parents before they come but for youth to decide and to be able to lead and have that leadership role in every single activity that we that we partake in that is awesome because I really do like the trail cards. They've saved my butt on a few occasions, and I think they're just generally excellent and informative, much more so than the old um, pre-planned meetings that we used to have. Yeah. Um, are those trail cards available then through, um, like, We're looking to put them onto the website. Oh, okay. That is in development at the moment. So we have 40 of them. Uh, we equally want to be able to put on and share, and we will do it. Um, we'll share uh, what a week at camp will look like, and you'll be able to click on the trail card to actually download so your youth can get involved. Oh, that'll be um, awesome. We're just looking for a web developer at the moment to help us out with that. <laughs> All right. Well, um, before well, thank we go... Thank you for your interest. It's been yes. great. No, thank you, and thank you for taking the time. Um, before we go... Do you have, I, I kind of make it a habit of, you know, um, a little section in the podcast for shout outs, you know, uh, if there's any particular individuals you'd like to publicly acknowledge. Um, so if you have any shout outs, um, now is the time. Well, I've got to shout out for the foundation um, because, honestly, without the money from the foundation every uh, year for the last 20 years, we would have folded financially a long time ago. So that's that's a huge shout out for them for sticking with us and and, uh, and uh, supporting us. Um, and then for the leadership team of Chinook Council, um, all of the area commissioners who have done an enormous amount of work to support us, and then the groups that have... Uh, been our loyal supporters from uh, every single year without those again and demonstrating that bums on seats um it might have been a different uh, outcome so thank you for all those folks awesome and just so it's clear the foundation is what exactly so there was a donation many years ago made um after a, a fellow passed away and they manage uh, a small amount of a relatively small amount of money um, and, and th- that is used 
to basically uh, support us financially. Okay, cool. So is it just called the foundation or is it like the Impiza Foundation? Well, it's the Chinook or? Foundation. So it's an oh, independent okay. uh, group um, that uh, supports uh, Scouts Canada and Chinook Council. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. And thank you again for taking the time. This has been great. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Will you have a good rest of your day? I will and do. Thank you very much indeed. And I'm going to try and get some cubs out to Impiza this summer. <laughs> I'll see you there.